Welcome to the New Yorker's October 23, 2006 issue. There are six articles. In comment, Steve Call explains why President Bush needs to change his reaction to North Korea's nuclear threat. Then, Dan Baum wakes up early to check out an L.A. radio host who's getting out the Latino vote. In Shouts and Murmurs, Jason Roeder has some tips on how to avoid the new wave of street scams. In the fourth article, Lauren Collins finds out why the hip-hop crowd gets their furs from Irvin Rosenfeld. Then, in books, Anthony Grafton explores the history of academic charisma. And finally, in the current cinema, Anthony Lane reviews Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette and the new star-studded Truman Capote biopic, Infamous. We begin, though, with this week's comment, Nuke Rebuke, by Steve Cole. When Kim Jong-il, who seems to have modeled his villainy on old Johnny Quest cartoons, announced that his government had conducted a successful nuclear weapons test, it was like watching the unhinged teenager in your neighborhood finally set a house on fire. He seeks attention, the experts tell us, and he wants some love. George W. Bush won't give it to him, of course. The president delivered his stern replies in the ominous dialect of nuclear warning, threatening to hold North Korea fully accountable if Kim sells bombs as freely as he has sold missiles. In deference to his Asian negotiating partners, and presumably aware that the military strike options he intuitively prefers are not viable, Bush was otherwise subdued. He even allowed himself to say that American policy sought a nuclear-free Korean peninsula, which sounded more like a Eugene, Oregon City Council resolution than his usual lecture on war and resolve. The election season required a shouting match about whose negotiating tactics with North Korea were the most doomed. Certainly, the Bush administration contributed more than its share to the final result. By invading Iraq and failing there, it depleted every variety of American power fighting one enemy that possessed no nuclear weapons, while emboldening a second that was building a store of them, and a third, Iran, that has evidently decided that it must get some, and soon. The administration's fitful attempts at nuclear diplomacy have been undermined by its proud contempt for multilateral treaty regimes. Its arms control specialists, such as John Bolton, fantasize that they can stop nuclear proliferation the way the British Navy once tried to stop the slave trade, through military force and interdiction at sea. Moral suasion and sustain.